Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. It's currently 8.24 p.m. as I'm recording this, the latest I've ever recorded a podcast episode, because I'm just feeling really inspired. I took the day off from work, but I guess not the night, because boyfriend just got home from an international trip. However, he's pretty jet-lagged, so he fell asleep at like 5 p.m., and I've just been like writing and thinking about things and, you know, just envisioning, creating some ideas. And I've been landing on this one idea that I've been meaning to share with you for a while. I just was waiting to find better words to articulate it. But basically, the past couple of months, I've shared a little bit about how I've been going through like this (laughs) quarterly identity crisis, which of course is just always a work in progress, you know, always evolving and thinking about how I intentionally want to show up in my life, online, everywhere in between. And One thing that's been coming up a lot, not just in my mind, but in conversations and in my therapy sessions, is this concept that I've named. I don't think this is like an official term or anything like that, but it's just something that I've coined as learning the difference. And here's what I mean by that. I think you're going to find a lot of solace in this concept once you really like think about how many scenarios and how many things it can apply to. So, of course, life is always about learning, right? And learning isn't just about acquiring knowledge. It's also about experimenting, making mistakes, recalibrating, setting boundaries, epically failing, succeeding, maybe dabbling in some extremes, like doing some things you're not really proud of or going a little too far, pushing yourself a little too hard, only to then realize that like, hey, I don't really like this. I am trying to like recalibrate myself back to a happy medium. And I think this is just the flow of life. I think we're all always in a process of learning the difference. And I had this realization that so much mindset work involves learning this difference, particularly for ourselves. Everybody has a different difference. I'm going to define what I mean by learning the difference in a second, so hang here with me. But for example, actually, there's no way to define it. It's just examples. You know, something you might relate to is like the difference between moving your body for punishment and moving your body for health and joy, right? Like, what's that difference for me? How can I learn that difference? And of course, the process of learning is really about experimenting and and seeing what works and what feels good and then what doesn't and trying things and failing and messing up, right? Intuitive eating is like so much about that too. That's another example. Or the difference between working hard, challenging yourself, And feeling like this good tired, like you're working hard and you're tired, but like in a good way. That's how I feel when I host retreats. Like it's a lot, but 
it feels good versus burning yourself out, overworking, overextending yourself, learning that difference. I think that's something a lot of us are constantly learning, especially as society, you know, through the help of the pandemic, or I suppose the push of the pandemic, we've kind of shifted the way we work. A lot of us are working from home, different working models. Not everybody is like subscribing to the nine to five. And as we do this, right, it's, it's kind of like this shift and this learning process. So we have to like learn that difference for ourselves, especially if you have a side hustle or you're starting a business or you're, you're running a business of some sort, or even if you're working in a company, like we all need to know that difference. We all need to know when it's good to say, yes, I want to take this on. And when it's like, um, I need a break. I need a minute. I don't want to do this. Another example, taking pride in your work versus getting all your worth from your work. We can extend that to being intentional about your finances and feeling stable, like financially stable or even financially free. Like, obviously, that could be so empowering. However, that could lead to an extreme of really deeply caring about money and making it all you ever think about and being really anxious or tying all your worth to your financial situation. Again, learning the difference. Like, what is that for you? What makes you feel empowered? A very simple example that I have written down here is like having fun with makeup or fashion or beauty versus utterly relying on those things to make you feel beautiful. I think we all know that feeling. And for me, like, as I'm questioning beauty standards and have found body acceptance and Even as I'm like years into this journey, like five years, there's some stuff that I'm still like, hmm, what's the difference between like shaving my legs for me and like doing it because I feel like a woman has to be hairless because that's been drilled down my throat my whole life, you know? Those kinds of things are just so interesting and like there's no one right or wrong answer and like everybody has their own difference, but what is that for you? Another example caring about someone's feelings versus becoming codependent, right? There's nothing wrong with being a conscientious or caring, loving human, being empathetic and emotional and sensitive to energies and the people around you. Like, that is such a gift. But what's the difference for you between that and maybe sometimes being really codependent and letting other people's feelings determine your own feelings and taking on other people's emotions as your own. Hey, my self-lovers, before we go on with today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself the gift of self-love. The Gift of Self-Love is a book I wrote to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's available in stores and online worldwide. So go pick it up if you don't have it already. And if you do have it, little reminder to make sure that you are reading it and doing that work in the workbook. I poured my heart and soul into this book, compiling everything I teach at my retreats and everything we talk about on the podcast and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing everything that's helped me on my self-love journey. And it's also 
a workbook so you can actually write in it and put the tools into practice right away. So it's a very integrative experience, similar to what it would be like if you came to a retreat and we were doing a workshop in person. These exercises are all in one place for you. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body acceptance, mindset and self-talk, confidence and self-worth. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. You can also search for it on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. And please take a second to check out all the amazing reviews. At this point, the book has reached thousands of people all around the world. And these reviews are so, so special to me. They literally make me cry when I read them. And I hope that this book has the same profound impact on you. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Another simple example. I love how I'm like, (laughs) one example is like really deep and that other example is like super simple. So here's like, I mean, I guess this is deep for some people, but alcohol, drinking to have fun with friends versus drinking to drown your feelings. And for me, like learning that difference involved sometimes getting a little too tipsy and having a hangover and feeling like fucking shit, vowing to never do it again, only to do it again six months later, and then being like, for real this time. And then a year after that, I'm like, ah, maybe I can drink a lot this time and test my limits and then really regretting it. And now (laughs) I've been sober for quite a few months. I mean, not completely sober, but definitely not really drinking much. So like, what is that difference for you? Does alcohol serve you? How much is like that sweet spot? Here's a good one. I think you'll really relate to this one too. Working for your future self or working on yourself, right? Like being into personal development, like learning new things, having this like growth mindset versus never being content with who you are now. Always finding something to scrutinize, always just like almost overthinking about all these things you could have done better. I think this happens a lot with very like mundane things like a morning routine. I used to watch so many morning routine YouTube videos because I was just so obsessed with getting the perfect morning routine. And now I'm like, screw that. Like, the morning routine that I do in the mornings is my morning routine. I don't need to like, wake up at 5 a.m. and work out and then have this like perfect meal and do all these things before everybody in the house wakes up. Like that's just not me. So for me, I love personal growth. And I think for some people waking up early and having an alarm clock and having like a very solid set in stone routine is so empowering. For me, it's just not. For me, that's like That's me learning the difference. I tried some crazy things in the mornings, right? And now I'm like, nah, I'm really content with just how I flow. However, I feel a little bit differently about my nightly routine. This is an exception, me recording this podcast. But usually at about 9, 9.30, I go to bed and I try to read for at least 30 minutes. And I've really committed to that. So for me, like learning the difference between like a routine that really, really serves me and a routine that I'm trying to force myself into that doesn't even feel good, right? Like what's the difference between holding yourself accountable and trying to do better and always 
growing and learning and evolving and just like constantly pushing yourself and never surrendering and being in this like really rigid like unsatisfied state i really hate that stupid pinterest quote that used to be all over my phone back in my fitness days you know that one that's like never satisfied always hungry i'm like bitch nah fuck that i'm satisfied Yes, I am always hungry. That part of the quote applies. (laughs) But also, like, I'm fed, you know, I'm content. I'm good. I like that balance. Like, I love personal growth as much as so many of you who are listening. And there's been a time where, like, I definitely overdid it. And just finding that happy medium, which, P.S., will change at different points in your life. Like, If you're going through a heartbreak or recovery or a life transition, right? Sometimes you have to like dive deep, head first, fully immersed. Wow, that sounded like I just made like a really cool rap or spoken word poem or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'm really impressed with myself. Anyways, sometimes you do have to like just go for it and dive in and like all or nothing, like I'm committed, right? But then like, as life seasons change, maybe you ease up a bit. Maybe your routine changes. Maybe your priorities change. Like that's totally okay. So this is why learning the difference is like this constant practice. It's an ing verb. It's never like I've learned the difference and this is how it's going to be forever. It's like no, we're all always learning. Here's one last example for you. Comfort eating to cope with your emotions, maybe in like a really loving, supportive way. You know, you just need some mac and cheese in front of the TV and that feels good and it's satisfying and like, you know, you're feeling full, but it's like a good full versus only eating to cope with your feelings or like the only way you know how to handle things is by turning to food, right? That's why I say like emotional eating is not bad. It's such a healthy way to cope. It's like what we do. We emotionally eat. Like we eat at weddings because we're happy. We eat chocolate because we're sad. Like that's so normal. And that should be like not frowned upon like it is in diet culture. However, people ask me like, but I feel like emotional eating is running my life and I don't want to be emotionally eating anymore and blah, blah, blah. I totally get that. So the problem probably is that emotional eating or eating is the only way you know how to cope with your feelings or like one of the main things that you resort to, which again, like it's probably all you knew, right? It's probably something you turned to. You probably didn't have a different support system. You did the best you could. And now that maybe you have some better tools at your disposal or you're learning the difference, you're kind of coming to a place with a little more peace with food and your body and just continuing this self-love journey with compassion for yourself. Another example of learning the difference, maybe that applies to your relationship with food. So essentially the question, if I were to boil it down to like, One thing, like, what is the litmus test for learning the difference? Or what's, like, one way that you can test that difference or, I guess, that threshold? 
this is the question that I came up with, which is so helpful to me. What would I do or how would I feel if this was taken away from me? What would I do or how would I feel if this was taken away from me? If I didn't have food to cope with my feelings, what would I do? And if your answer is freak the fuck out, then maybe there's some relationship with food healing to do, right? Maybe you need a little extra support. Or if you like really deeply care about other people's feelings and you're not sure if that's like a little codependent, what would you do or how would you feel if you could not control other people's feelings, which P.S. you cannot control is an illusion, especially when it comes to other people's feelings. But the thing about codependency is that we feel like we can control other people's reactions, right? So like, what would you do if you couldn't? And if that makes you really, really anxious, then maybe there's a little bit of learning the difference to do there. So see where else you could apply this question. What would you do or how would you feel If this was taken away from you, if you could never wear an ounce of makeup in your life, what would that feeling be? Like, how would that feel in your body? For me, that's like a sigh of relief. (laughs) If makeup didn't exist and I never had to wear it again, I'm like, huh. So like for me, answering that question helps me to know that I'm like a no makeup kind of gal. Like I like a little mascara and that's about it. That's the difference for me about caring about beauty versus really, really relying on it, right? So if your reaction, again, is like just really tense, then maybe there's a little like beauty standard unlearning that we can do there. So hopefully that question helps you. Of course, you must tweak it to like fit the situation and to make sure that it's helpful and supportive to you. So take what resonates, discard the rest. But I hope that you realize that learning the difference is just this continuous process. We're all always a work in progress. So sometimes it's not so black and white, right? It's not like, should I do this or that? But rather, where's my happy medium? Where's my sweet spot? What would really serve me right now in this moment? And like, what is my personal threshold according to my values? Because really all this is, learning the difference, asking yourself these questions, exploring, experimenting, it all comes back to your values and what do you want to live by? And that is on learning the difference. I hope that this episode gave you a little something something to think about. It's personally been helping me with a lot of things, including social media, like what's the difference between working hard and creating and connecting to my community and like always being glued to my phone and tying all my worth to a post and just never like letting go of that part of my life, right? Like what's that difference for me? That's one way I've personally applied it. Another way is like planning the wedding. What's the balance for me between like wanting to have a beautiful gathering with my closest friends and family and maybe overthinking some details too much or trying to please too many people or spending too much time on Pinterest looking at wedding stuff. You know, sometimes it is just laughable little things, but we're all learning the difference. I love you all so much. Thanks for tuning in and Let me know how you're learning the difference by 
tagging me in your Instagram posts, or sending me a DM on Mary's podcast. All right, talk to you soon. Hey, self-lovers. One last little thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review leave a review (laughs) I was gonna cut that out but we'll just keep it in there if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify your feedback helps the podcast grow and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation your kind words mean the world to me just search the show on Apple scroll all the way down where you'll see a place to leave a review And if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see a little star. And if you click on that, there'll be a pop-up box where you can send in your rating. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, that is the title of my book. You can pick it up at any bookstore, including Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, small indie bookstores. All those links can be found at maryscupoftea.com slash book. Thank you all so much for learning and growing and continuing to be on this self-love journey. It's truly an honor to be here with you. I love you and I will talk to you next time. And please, please don't forget to leave a review. (laughs) Bye.